you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong. Oh, hey, squirrels. Welcome to another podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. Bing, bang, bong. I don't know about all you, but I've had that stuck in my head all motherfucking week. Bing, bang, bong. And who else has maybe had that stuck in their head? Selena Vile? Have you had bing, bang, bong stuck in you? Ding, dang, dong. <laughs> UK on. Bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful earworm. I'm happy to have it in my ears at all times. <laughs> it was, but then it's just literally every time I'm doing something, I'm like bing, bing, bong, bing, bing, bong. I feel like that, <laughs> like I like a dog that just like sees a ball. It's like bing, bing, bong, bing, bing, bong. <laughs> Your head's just bouncing along with it. It's very, it's very good. Love it. Squirrel, bing, bang, bong. <laughs> very on brand. Very on brand. Uh, you know, it's a hot bop, though. It's really a hot bop. I think it made it into the top 10 again, the same way the Fracta stores did. Yes. Um, I think the more popular version is the is the UK dolls, or the United King dolls. Oh, well, of course, obviously. Yeah. Now, Although, is, go ahead. I, I teach a music program for babies, and at the end of every class, I put on a free, like, a song for us just to dance to. And like, it's usually a pop song. And this week, I did Big Bang Bong. Um <laughs> But I use the other version because it's kind of cleaner. It's a little more kid friendly. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's a very much a baby song. Bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> um, the other version is so yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. the bimini, bimini is really people are loving the bimini verse for sure. They're loving it. And I think a big part of why they're loving it is because it just radiates bimini and bimini has become the most, I think, lovable character of the series. Like, she just radiates, like, like honest, honesty, positivity, um, good vibes. Like, she's just, like, casual in her confidence. Like, I just, like, I think people are really taking her. They're getting into the Bimini Bamboo Lash. Bimini Bamboo Lash. Bimini Bamboo Lash. Bing, bang, bang. Bing, bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is new with you first before we get into RuPaul's Drag Race UK? What's happening in the Selena Valverse? Anything of note? Not a whole lot. I'm working on, and so are you, on Drag Academy through the Concerned Kids, which is um, the Concerned Kids is a is a Toronto based charity, and Drag Academy is their kind of queer umbrella where they are teaching um, the basics and the essentials and the um, uh, extra stuff of drag to uh, queer kids around the world. And uh, you've taught with them, I've taught with them, and now I'm in a coordinating position, coordinating the faculty and the, cl- and the courses. Um, and we have a show that we've been putting on, and then now classes are going to get started in uh, March and April. Yeah, I love this uh, course that Davin came up with. Uh, I've worked with Davin a few times on shows and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just a really clever idea, especially in this time and this time and age of everything being digital and over online things and Zooming, where mm-hmm. you can teach drag courses online from anywhere in the world. So it doesn't really matter if you're in Toronto, if you're in uh, uh, Equalit. Is that a place? Equalit? Equalit. What do you think? I don't know what you're talking Nunavut, about. What's the capital of Nunavut? Equalit? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm saying this right. Equalit. 
None of it was in a territory when I was in school, so I never had to learn it. Equalit. I can't be getting this right. I'm sorry, Equalit. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're there or if that even is a place. doesn't matter where you are. You can still take the Dragon Academy courses, and that's super fun. And uh, you know what? It's just a good way to start. Even if you've taken drag before, there's so many different courses offered to, uh, to try different things in drag. And that's really what drag is all about, is trying different things. Yeah. It looks like it's Equalit. Am I wrong? Equalit? It's something like that. I know. <sighs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be better next week. I promise. Yeah. Yellow knife. They should have said yellow knife. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Different <laughs> capital. Yeah. Let's go with that There's a great movie called yellow knife that I saw in theaters and I can't find anywhere else. I like it because there was male nudity in it. Was it about yellow knife? It was, they were traveling. It was like a road trip movie and they were traveling to yellow knife. Was it a whore? A whore? A whore? A whore? A horror. Oh, a horror. Um, no, it was not. It was a, um, it was just a drama, drama. like a sexy drama. Interesting. All right. I would have thought a Yellow Knife movie would have been a horror movie. No, it sounds like it would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was dark. I'll tell you that. It's always dark there. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. <laughs> dark to circle, baby. Day well, half the year it's always dark. a luxury. That's half the year it's always dark and the other half it's always light. Oh, this is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you have you ever been to a territory? I haven't. The farthest north I've been is Winnipeg. Winnipeg is north. Is Winnipeg considered north? Isn't it? I consider Winnipeg pretty south in Manitoba. My oh, family, I don't know my geography. My family's like from northern Manitoba, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, then I'll say Timmins. The farthest north I've been is Timmins. Timmins. Okay, those are very south in Canadian terms i know i'm telling you i haven't been very far north i i like grew up in the yukon so i've i've been all around that area oh wow i shouldn't say i grew up in the yukon but i lived near the yukon and <laughs> frequently to uh buy our canned goods to survive the winters <laughs> oh no <laughs> wow yeah yeah uh, gold rush country don't you know i don't know wasn't there a movie about that Oh, there's several movies. The Gold Rush. Um, that was like the. That was why everybody moved out west. It's because of the Gold Rush. <sighs> and now they're all rich. There's gold in these hills. Mm, time to get fracking. As they say. Well, <laughs> well, that's a different kind. That's black gold. Black gold. Why it gotta be black gold? Mm, that's oil, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Texas tea. Mm, Fort McMurray. What? Is that what they do there? Uh, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of forts. A lot of forts. Yeah. I just know, like, there's a lot of people from Ottawa who meet husbands who work in Fort McMurray, and they work three weeks of, of the month, and the and they have one week off. And for that one week off, the husbands come back to Ottawa, be with their wives, and then go back to Fort McMurray. And the wives are just, like, living it up. <laughs> My gold money, are they, is Fort McMurray in Ontario? No, it's in Alberta. Alberta. Okay. There's a lot of forts. Listen, there's a lot of forts. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you I go. built a fort out of blankets in my um, in my room, my bedroom, when I was a kid. Did you uh, <laughs> strike oil? <laughs> I did not. Well, there's always next time, kiddo. What <laughs> <laughs> a good dream. Speaking about always next time, here comes RuPaul's Drug Rules UK, and always next time was for Joe Black, but it wasn't always next time because jam yesterday, jam tomorrow, but never jam today. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't joe's day 
It was not Joe's day. Joe, it, yeah, Joe's Joe's great, but Joe's not built for the show. I don't think. One of those characters, like very in the, in the same way that I feel like Vinegar Strokes and those kind of people, where they're just really strong drag performers, but don't translate to a Drag Race format necessarily. Right. And uh, you know what? It was a busy episode last week. Holy shit. It sure was. Like was the first a, 15 minutes was ups and downs. It was a seven month episode last week. It was a lot. And then we lost Veronica. We got Joe yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just crazy. Yeah. And when Fun. Jenny left, she said, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and she just hopped <laughs> off like a little, uh, little, uh, house. Little shelter. goblin. Yeah. Little goblin. <laughs> yeah. A little French terrier that she is. Oh, God bless her. So here we go. So Joe Black went home the second time. How are the girls feeling about that? I think they're okay with it. No one's really heartbroken. Tia's like, I'm sorry, Tace is very happy. She's like, well, see you, bitch. I think Tace just wants to fast forward. <laughs> she was yeah, like, Tace is like, just get me stop. closer to the ground. I'm with Tace on this. I'm like, let's keep this moving along. You know what? I love Drag Race, but I get really frustrated when they continue keeping people or bringing people back. Just to have them uh-huh. eliminated again. I'm just like, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Like, yeah. The girls that are doing well, let's keep seeing them do well. I don't need to see these people that come back. Like, people who come back never last on the show. It just never happens. It's true. However, I will say it made sense to bring someone back this time because we lost someone prematurely. We did because we lost Veronica. And this made sense to me. This absolutely made sense to me. Yeah. But, but in the same respect, as, as a competitor who would be there, I'd be like, let's keep going. <laughs> just give us a double save this week and we'll be fine double elimination give me five well we're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race 13 at some point but let's stay on this mm-hmm. so what's happening the girls are talking about uh, sister sister again I mean well first like Tia is like hey am I the assassin of the season I've won two lip syncs um, and rightfully so everyone's like wait till you win your what's that is she the first to survive too in the UK. She is, okay. Yeah, I actually didn't look into the stats, but in my brain math, it made sense. Yeah, yeah, checks out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, she needs to wait for the third one before we can say she's actually an assassin. Um, They're also very dumbfounded that RuPaul apologized. <laughs> like she yelled, she, I mean, she really put the girls into their place and I really appreciated that last episode. But then she yeah. apologized for it, she apologized. Yeah, I liked the apology, too. Um, it was very, like, I'm sorry I yelled. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there was more that we didn't see. <laughs> there always is. There always is. So I imagine there's more than that she felt like she needed to apologize for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see the tapes. Um, you know what she probably said? She probably said that she saw Gia doing coke in the bathroom. Gia, the uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, Gia, not Gia. Gunn. Yeah, not Gia. Gunn. <laughs> no, uh-huh. Real Housewives reference. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then sister, sister decides to come for Tia and say, "Well, you keep saying you're going to improve, and then you're not improving." And Ellie jumps on the bandwagon, and that's when Lawrence is like, "Listen, bitch, let's not gang up on Tia quite so fast. What are you going to do to improve, you idiot?" <laughs> yeah, I like Lawrence. She's very balanced, which I like. She is quite balanced. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I guess we're getting into the next day. Here are the girls come on in. 
Here they come. There's no mini challenge. Guess what? No mini challenge because guess what? It's snatch game. Did it do? Did it do? Yay! <laughs> tiny flag (laughs) (laughs) did you like seeing the um the top four celebrating that they're the that or like not the top four but the one the four who have badges how they're celebrating how they're like the top queens then the other three are like we're not buying (laughs) i love them just like lawrence is just covered in badges yeah she's got three (laughs) now she's like wait she's very top heavy her history making moment is that she's the first one to win three in a row already yeah i mean we're more than halfway through the season at this point which is i mean yeah true (laughs) yeah so she's doing very well yeah so we get into rupaul comes in she lets them know about snatch game it's one of those things Uh bring it up on the show it's the only thing that you know going into drag race it's gonna happen you know and you feel prepared but you never are Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared to do a snatch game and you have to realize that there's going to be a design challenge, at least one. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. So the girls seem very well prepared. They all have their characters. No one's overlapping like last season with the Margaret Thatchers. Well, that's true because Davina wanted to do Margaret Threat. Threat, Threat, gosh, what's happening? Thratchers. Yeah, Thratcher. <laughs> Davina wanted to do Margaret Thatcher instead of Bag of Chips. And That's then right. Nina ended up doing Julia Child instead. So, right. uh, but of course, uh, but, you know, Vega had a really iconic Margaret Thatcher moment. Which, and Davina lent her her costume. That's true. You know, I have. Did you watch The Crown yet, season three? I haven't watched any of it. No. Oh, so I watched all of The Crown to get to season three, basically, which was good. I uh-huh. actually enjoyed it. It was a period of time. You know, I'm binging all these series now, and I'm like, that seems like ages ago that I watched it, but it was only two months ago. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm going through so many TV series, but. Margaret Thatcher, played by Gillian Anderson, was one of the greatest roles, one of the greatest acting roles I've ever seen. She did such a great job, but she also, there's something really funny about what uh-huh. she did with it. Like, it was, the, it was Margaret Thatcher, but there was, like, a funniness to it, too. Yeah, not that she was making Margaret funny, but it was, like, something to laugh at kind of thing, right? It just, Margaret was that person. She was that funny. It, but, it was, but it made us endear her a bit more, I guess, because she's known as the Iron Lady. Nobody liked her. Yeah. So there was like an endearness to her. So I really loved what Jillian did. She was a great. Jillian is a brilliant actress. She really did. She gets to win awards for that. She's a snatch game winner in my mind. I just want to clarify that season five, not season three. The the crown. Yeah. No, it's season three. There's only three seasons. Yeah, there's three. Because no, there's five seasons. No, there's three. I watched three. Um. She's fact checking me. I am fact checking. And it seems that there are four. <laughs> four, four right? There was four seasons. All right. Meeting us halfway in between. Yeah. Season three <laughs> we were season both five. wrong is the important thing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm seeing this now. Yeah. Season one and two were the same queen. And then they moved to a new older queen, Olivia Coleman, for season three, season four. Yeah. 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 yeah they this went from Claire Foy to Olivia Coleman. This makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Wow. I watched four seasons of that. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched Sex Education with Gillian Anderson? No, not yet. Nope. You must. It is brilliant. It is such a good show. Is it educating? You'll learn a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to the UK. So these girls are going through their characters. They're all telling each other 
First of all, Ellie is showing up in this white argyle sweater with mom jeans and cheap earrings, and she looks exactly like one of my aunts. <laughs> of course she does. This is my Auntie Jean. I was like, but she's like 21, but I was like, you look like a 45-year-old mother of two. Absolutely. <laughs> Divorced mother of two. Are you talking about Ellie in drag or out of drag? Both. But mostly out of drag right now, like with the, with the boy hair. Like this is giving me my aunt. I don't get it. She would be Auntie Jean. These kids, these babies, they want to grow up so fast nowadays. It's like slow down. You don't need to be that divorced mother of two yet. Come on. Yeah. How is Joe Black thirty? How is Joe Black thirty? I mean, if Joe, I mean, if Ellie looks like my aunt, Joe Black looks like my grandma's best friend. <laughs> like my see, my family's from like they're from Britain, so like they all look like these people. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so, okay. So, I'm seeing something interesting here because Ellie is doing Matt Lucas as Vicky Pollard. Okay. And then... Let's comment on this real quick. Yeah. So, they're doing... This is one of the first times I've seen this in Snatch Game where they're allowing the character, the actors who play characters to do the characters. Yeah. Because show. also, Chase is doing Kath and Kim. But um, the Jane Taylor playing a character. Yeah, she's doing Jane Taylor playing her character from Kath and Kim. I've never watched the show, so I don't know if it's Kath or Kim. But um, but yeah, so they're they're like I've been told um, that they're not allowed to do characters; they have to do the real person. It's and like they can they can dress up as the character and give us the flavor of it, but like they can't play the character. I mean, that's why they were calling they were called Matt Lucas, but it was Vicky Pollard was. They were doing Vicky Pollard. They were not. That wasn't Matt Lucas. That was exactly. Was, it was the actor. But I mean, they weren't even. I don't know. It's kind of. It's confusing to me. I don't know if I like this. So um, here's. I've, I've been thinking about it, and like, here's my breakdown of why we don't like it, is because Snatch Game. You're playing. You should be taking on a person who exists and doing your take on them, like kind of like taking the piss out of them. Um, doing irreverent an, with it, an SNL characterization of them, not taking exactly. a characterization that was already done on SNL. You know, like exactly doing, like doing my Rudolph doing Donatella. That's plagiarism in my eye. That's hack. Whereas exactly, like so it's your, your original interpretation of Donatella is something new. Yes, exactly. So if you're taking, you're just doing something you've already seen somebody do. Like, like if that's Matt Lucas's character. No one's going to ever do it better than Matt Lucas. So why? do a character that already exists and already has like lines that have been written for them. I hate it. I don't like it at all. It really, it really brings down just the quality of like the snatch game concept. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, totally. I was really, I was surprised and I feel like it, maybe it might, it might just be a drag race UK thing. Cause I haven't seen it on anywhere else yet. I don't think so, but I, we did see it in season one with uh, crystal doing Rue but basically, it was Blanche Devereaux. I mean, anybody who does Rue McClanahan is going to do Blanche Devereaux. Next week, there's going to be another Rue, Rue, Rue McClanahan on the show. Yeah. Um, was, there's there's kind of no way around it. It was definitely like, you know, that for me was the closest to this this season in terms of like doing a character, you know? Yeah. Um, so maybe it is a, a, a UK thing where they allow that. <clears throat> but I, I have to say, for myself personally, I didn't appreciate it. And it just, for me, it's hack. It's hack and it's not original. And you're just stealing somebody else's comedy. 
Yeah. Those are somebody else's jokes. All the jokes that you come up with as those characters are already jokes that have been done and know, we know they work, right? Exactly. Two things you shouldn't touch are characters that already exist and comedians because you're never going to be funnier than the comedian. Like, don't do Kathy Griffin. You'll never be funnier than Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Right. Noted. I'm writing that down. Not, not, don't do Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Although Jimbo did Joan Rivers and it was iconic. I think you, I think you can do comedians. It just depends how you do them, right? But, yeah. Characters, I don't think so. So anyways, so uh, they're making those choices. We're talking with RuPaul. She's keeping her distance with the girls now that they're back and they're all bringing their stuff over to talk about their choices. Yeah. And they're getting very emotional. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I'm feeling a little weird about this because for me, it's like, um, I don't, I, I'm not totally getting why they're all getting so emotional talking about their Snap Game characters. I think it's because they've been isolated for seven months and they've only been back a few days and they're now like right back into the competition and it's their first time breaking it down with Rue one-on-one and Rue is kind of leading them into it. Like she's very, like when she talks to Ellie, she's like, why does that make you sad? Why are you getting emotional? And what is it about your brother that makes you cry? Right, we, <laughs> like, found, we, we found out that my aunt has a twin. That's right, we didn't know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> So there's two of them. <laughs> um, and then she cries about it, which I guess is, you know, for, I, I don't know. For me personally, the cry fest felt a little contrived for me. I get why they were doing it. I get how emotions are high. COVID is still happening, all this stuff. For me, it felt a little contrived. That's all I have to say. Right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Snatch Game here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if this was any other challenge, I'd be like, okay, go for it, girl. But we're like, you're talking about doing Vicky Pollard, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ahura is, to me, meant something, because, like, I really get an identity crisis a bit with Ahura, where she, there's an image of her out there that's conflicting with who she actually is, I think. So I, I bought I, I, her tears. I think there's a preconceived notion with some queens, and I think that was brought in with the season with Ahura. Like, people like Tia saying, like, I know she's a bitch already. We know she's shady. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of preconceived notions about people. And then sometimes they feel like that just defines them. And maybe that's what a whore is feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's maybe learning about herself that she's not that shady bitch. Like, that people thought she was. Yeah, I think she's going to have a very different career now that this has aired. People are going to warm up to her for sure. Yeah, it's interesting with Drag Race because you really get to see a three-dimensional person uh all the different layers and you get to know them better. So you can kind of gauge them as like, oh, they're not that shady bitch that I thought I was, always thought they were. They are like this, the human, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a few people who had alternate options that I think were better. Like I would have loved to have seen Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, well, should we get into the Snatch Game? Should we just go there and talk about our feelings about this Snatch Game? Yeah, you know what, let's, Let's get right into it. Right, because I think we have some feelings about this snatch. And uh, so let's just go right into it. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Snatch Game UK 2. And the guest panelist, uh, the contestants, I suppose you could say, is Michelle Visage uh-huh. and Gemma Collins. Who no, I don't know Gemma Collins. Do you? I do. She, again, was on Big Brother UK. Very funny. Um, I think she's an Essex girl. You can tell. Uh, she is an Essex girl. I think she was mm-hmm. on... Um, 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 the only way is Essex. I keep forgetting what the show is called. That's it. Um, now, 
knowing that you know who she is based on those things. Do you find she was a little bit sleepy in this? Because I was seeing some things online being like, why did she look like she didn't want to be there at all? Like she was giving no energy. Is she is she like a much more bubbly, energetic person? No, she was she was who she was. But I was also I thought she was the best part of that entire segment. I actually love Gemma. She's very funny. I thought she was the funniest person more than any of the people doing any Snatch Game characters. I thought she was the funniest <laughs> part of the show. I was like, Je- thank God Gemma was there for that. Yeah. Say she was sleepy. Yeah, they were like, she looked like she was like stopping by on her way to something else that was more important. <laughs> oh, people have no clue. People don't have a clue about nothing. Uh, Gemma was gold. You were gold, Gemma. I thought she was hilarious. All right, so let's get into this. Who is doing who? First up, let's go through. Tia is doing Mel B of Spice Girls fame. Which I kind of wish she had gone with her original Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey? I'm curious to see how she would have done that. Me too. Um, Mel B was, so Mel B is a weird choice because she's not a crazy character. Uh, But she- Mel B? I think she totally is. I think early Mel B, 90s Mel B is, but I think like Mel B we know today on like X Factor and all those things, she's a bit more- Oh, but you'd have to go Spice Girls, Mel B. You'd have to go old school. Well, that's what she was going with it with the hair and stuff. So I think she didn't take that far enough. And again- I wish the hair had blonde in it. I wish the hair wasn't just a generic Afro wig. I wish there was blonde in it. Or the cones. Give me some cones in there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, yes, like, the cones. Where's the leopard? Like, come on. There's iconic things about Mel B that were like, oh yeah, Mel B. There she is. The leopard, the cone, yeah. the fro. Scary spice. Yeah, looking at it, I could not tell that was Mel B. It was like a weird version between a 90s Spice Girl Mel B to like X Factor Mel B now. And it was just like lost in translation. She yeah. Was very funny. And but she just had the one Eddie Murphy joke, which is kind of famous with what's happened with Mel B. Um, but it would just, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I found it odd that she kept relying on that one joke. Like there's so much more to make fun of with, with Mel B and like, she didn't nail her voice. She didn't nail her accent. Like it just wasn't there for me. She barely looked like her. If she didn't have that written on her card, I wouldn't know who it was to be honest. Exactly. And Mel B's pretty, like pretty identifiable. We know, like we know Mel B. Yeah. So it was a real miss for me. I was surprised. Yeah, it was disappointing. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about comedians doing Snatch Game at the end of this because that was a conversation that happened too. Um, mm-hmm. Then Sister Sister was doing Sally Morgan. I don't really know Sally, but apparently she's a psychic. We know how we feel about psychics during the Snatch Game. Seriously, every time. Like, why do people even go there? It's always the same jokes. It's always the same. That's why I'm like... Don't do it necessarily because it's kind of like getting hacked at this point. But the same, like, I predicted that. I saw that coming. I knew she was going to do that. I know. And then she wrote down the answer that she had just said. We saw, I saw that coming. (laughs) Yeah. The only person who successfully did it for me was was Walter Mercado, was uh, Alexis Mateo. Alexis Mateo. But you know what? Honestly, she did it in such a way that was subtle. Yeah. Um, And that, that wasn't her main gag. There was other gags she had that that wasn't her main gag. Yeah, don't rely on it. There's a lot of other things to play with with Malter with Malter Mercado. <laughs> mm-hmm. Malter Mercado. Uh, <laughs> Sally Morgan. Uh, again, this was a forgettable character for me. I guess she did fine. Yeah, but forgettable. Forgettable. Uh, forgettable. Yeah, I don't know. This would have been an, 
I mean, this was a rough snatch game overall. As we're going to keep going through it. I thought this was one of the worst snatch games I've seen, to be honest. I hate saying that, but I hate, you know, that's the truth. You're talking about, oh, like one of the overall? overall? Yeah, you know what? It was just boring. It was, it's not that any of them were particularly bad. It's just that overall, it was boring. They're just, yeah. I mean, there was a one standout, I feel, but we'll, we'll get to it. So let's keep going. Yeah. Here comes Lawrence is Marion Margolis. Do you know Marion Margolis? I don't. And I looked her up and I don't recognize her from anything. So she, I do know her. She is a comedian, uh, but she was also in the Harry Potter movies as one of the professors. Okay. But she's very like, um, she's not, she's not identifiable. Like nobody would yeah. know like, oh, that's Maria Margolis. Like nobody would yeah. know that. She's a very funny woman. I would say she's a comedian. So again, maybe harder to do because she is a comedian. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she looked, I mean, I think Lawrence did a good job of looking like her. But again, sure. it comes down to the, I don't even know. This is such an interesting conversation that comes up to you of like, why do comedians, because I consider Lawrence a comedian. I think they have great timing, great yeah. jokes. I don't know why they have a, such a hard time with doing snatch games sometimes. Here's where Lawrence went wrong, is that when Lawrence was in her, her walkthrough with Rue, Rue was like, do that. Like, just be you, basically, is what she was saying. And Lawrence wasn't, like, I think if Lawrence had gone in there, dressed as Miriam Margolis, and, and did Lawrence Cheney, it would have been hilarious, and Rue would have eaten it up, because Rue was, like, in love with Lawrence Cheney. But she didn't do that. She just kind of like, I don't know, it just didn't work. She just, maybe it's, maybe it's this thing with comedians trying to do more than they can in terms of like characterization and taking on another personality. Because comedians are so strong in their own personalities. That's what, make them, that's what makes them comedians is that they, mm -hmm. they, they know themselves so well, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe that's part of it. And the same thing with Tia, you know, like Tia is very funny. Yeah. So it's, it, it is confusing for me. And I thought it brought up a really interesting point of like, why did they have such a hard time with it? It's crazy. It's like the comedy challenge of a season, really. Yeah, you just got to relax into it. We see this all the time with people like, I mean, Trixie. I mean, there's so many drag. Uh, Katya never really particularly stood out necessarily. Katya? She was always strong, but she wasn't like, she didn't send it over the top. I mean, there's just a lot. I mean, the people that usually win it, like people like Pearl did an amazing job at Snatch Game. Is Pearl a comedian? No. How does that happen? <laughs> you know? I would say Katya was a total hit, though, with her Bjork and her Nancy Grace, or her, was it Nancy Grace? Who did she do? No, she did the lesbian who does the money stuff. Dues Orman. Um, they, no, I think, I think right, hers was, I, was I, 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 I don't want to argue about Katya. I was just bringing that up as an example. But. <laughs> I know, but don't bring her up. She's hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's keep it. Okay, here comes Ellie as Matt Lucas. Thoughts? I think she did great, actually. Um, she lost herself in the character, and she never fumbled and she was confident with it. And I thought she was funny-ish. Um, not like, haha, she had great jokes, but like, I think she, she was solid in it. I think she did a good job of the character, but again, it's that thing of like, you're just doing somebody else's character. So yeah, you're just taking, you're just basically doing the monologue that they already came up with. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I thought she did a strong job of it. But I just didn't like it because of that. That just drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's so many Little Britain characters. I mean, when Little Britain came out, this was like over a decade ago that that show came out. But people, yeah. everybody was doing the impersonations of that show. Everybody had their own characterized. Same with Mad TV. Everybody has a character from Mad TV they just did all the time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
SNL, all those things. And it's just kind of like, okay, like I get it, but like, you're not, you're just doing a plagiarized version of the, what that amazing actor did, you know? Exactly. It's like when you were in high school, you did all those SNL characters. Like when you were in oh high school, God. you did your favorite TV characters. It's, it's a high school movie. Absolutely. I totally did every one of those characters in high school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then once I learned, I was like, no. I mean, it's okay to do it once in a while once you're starting things, like to copy your, you know, copy your inspiration, sure. But then, like, you got to do your own thing. Yeah. So I thought it was good, but for that reason, I was like, I can't. I can't get into this. Yeah. I was into I was into. I was fine with it. It didn't really bother me that much, but it's something that, it's a pet peeve, for sure. Yeah. And then next to her was Taste doing Jane Turner. And it was kind of the same thing. I felt like um, um, uh, Taste played with it a bit more, though, uh, in terms of, like, Ellie was just kind of doing the, the lines that Matt Lucas kind of came up with. Whereas I felt like Taste took it a bit further, I guess. Yeah, she made it more Taste, I guess. Like she put herself more into it. Yeah, her, she, she put her own spin on it. Exactly. And so I appreciated that. I guess I also mm-hmm. didn't know this character as well. So for me, it was just like, I didn't know the reference as much as I did the Matt Lucas character, right? For sure. Yeah, same, same, same. So it was a bit harder for me to judge that. But I thought she did well, I guess. I guess it's the same as Ellie. I mean, they're kind of on par. Taste faded into the background for me, though. Like, I forgot about her completely. And I think the editing didn't do her any favors. Like, they didn't really focus on her at all. I got some good jokes. There was, like, you talking about my Chuck? You talking about my Chuck? Yeah, there was some good stuff there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was one joke. Yeah. And then Ahura <laughs> was doing Louis Spence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so this was a gay man, a gay dancer man. He also was on Big Brother UK. I'm telling you, watch Big Brother UK. Oh my God, these characters. They're fucking great. Um, but I thought, I know this character, I thought it wasn't quite dead on to Louis Spence, but it was okay. a good attempt to do that character. Yeah. Uh, and I like the gig when she threw their legs up in the air and they were prosthetic. Like, I enjoyed that. I thought it was very funny. Do you, okay, so I'm just going to jump ahead to season 13, Snatch Game, because they they showed a preview of it at the end of season 13, and in it, one of the fucking contestants does the exact same leg gag. Well, they're doing Richard Simmons, aren't they? Yeah, and they have their legs up in the air the exact same way. Like, what are the fucking odds that this year, for some reason, everybody's doing the same thing somebody else did that they didn't know they did? It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, people are trying to push the... I mean, a lot more people are doing male characters in Snatch Game. Like, gay male characters. I and mean, somebody else is doing Bob Ross. Utica, yeah. I believe. So people There's five really of them on, on season 13 this year. Doing male characters? Yeah, five of them. Yeah, so I There's mean... Jonathan Van Ness, he's in there. They've kind of... Oh, that's right. So they've really opened the door to male characters, a la Kennedy Davenport doing Little Richard. <laughs> yeah. Which was why... I actually... I realized that if somebody said to me that I should do this character and it makes complete sense. I'm not going to say who it is yet because I got to refine it, but there is a male character that I would be planning to do if I ever auditioned for Drag Race. Um, is it Leonardo DiCaprio? You nailed it. I'm going to drown. <laughs> it's just going to be that meme. <laughs> it's just going to be me not fitting on a door the whole Snatch Game. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> male characters are flooding into the Snatch Game. So Snatch Game is really like changing into this new thing where um, you can really do anything. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I mean, I don't. I don't care if they do male characters. Personally, that doesn't matter to me. Um, it's just, I just, they just want them to be funny. Basically, they just want funny. Did, did you think you didn't think a horror was funny? 
I actually did. And I'm surprised that the reaction was so negative to her. I thought she was actually one of the stronger ones. I thought she had energy. Uh-huh. She had characterization. Whether or not it was dead on, you know, debatable. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought there was like, a, an, I, don't know, I just enjoyed her. I enjoyed her. She held her character the whole time. When they announced the tops and bottoms, I thought for sure she was in the top. And then they started speaking and I was like, what? Yeah, I was surprised. It, it made no sense. I mean, out of this group of people, I, I mean, it was not a, a huge talent pool to choose from for the winners for this one. But well, next to yeah. her was Bimini Bamboulash doing Katie Price. And this was kind of the clear winner of the group for me. Yum, yum, yum. For sure. For everybody. Bimini was, do you know Katie Price? So I feel like I get Katie Price and, and um, Jody Harsh mixed up. Um, so those two, the reason I know both of them is from D-listed because they were D-listed stars back in the day. Michael K would write about them every week, um, and so she used to be called Jordan, right? Like that was her like stage name was Jordan, yeah. um, and she's known for big boobs, and she had a reality show um, about her family, and she was married to Peter Andre. The tennis star. I don't know. Maybe maybe I got the name wrong. I I actually don't know. I think I think I got confused with Jody Marsh. I think Katie Price did Big Brother UK and won. <laughs> I think she was the one right. who did it, and I think she did it with Michelle Visage. Um, but I could be wrong on that too because I get them so confused. They're they're both big boobed uh, British celebrities. So yeah. They're kind of in the same vein. Anyway, so this is Katie Price. Uh, she's like, yeah, she's like that. She's just that classic big boobed, dumb. <laughs> yeah. Rich, rich socialite, right? Yeah, rich reality TV star. Um, she was married to Peter Andre, and he's not a tennis player. But um, Who is he? I just, he's, like a, he's like a TV personality and like singer or something. I'm not sure. Fabulous. I'd say he's like a K-Fed. Oh, K-Fed. I haven't heard... Oh, don't get me started on K-Fed. Right. <laughs> don't get the people started on K-Fed. All right, Katie Price. I thought Bimini did an incredible job. I thought she had the jokes. She had a personality. She characterized herself perfectly. There was Bimini still in there. I thought it was just perfect. She was so funny. She yeah. was so relaxed. Like, she was just so fucking confident and cool and just, like, just did what she had to do. I'm like, it was such a masterpiece. There's a real confidence coming out of uh, Bimini nowadays. Yeah. And I like that. And she was really confident as this character and just calm. And that's what we needed from Katie Price for this. Mm-hmm. So I thought she did. I think she was just the most obvious person out of this group. I thought like Bimini was just like, okay, that's the only person that I would put on any other snatch game. Um, but the bar was real low for this. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Everyone was just kind of like middle ground. Um, I loved Bimini's jokes. Like her fucking, my implants were held hostage or like held at gunpoint in uh, in South Africa. And then I walked in on my horse cheating on me again. Ugh. Very funny. She knew the character perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her a lot. And Gemma Collins takes every dick joke thrown at her by RuPaul this as well. I thought Gemma just, I thought Gemma was a winner. <laughs> totally. Literally, 
RuPaul was throwing every dick joke at her. She's like, yep, I swallowed it. Yeah, I ate that dick. Mm, I love <laughs> spotted dick. Custard, baby. Like, <laughs> she just did all of it. I was really right. disappointed that Michelle copied someone's bell bell end joke. Like, we just heard it. Why did you need, like, that shouldn't, like, that's not funny when, when you say it after somebody else made it funny. Come on. Come up with the Fresh Prince of Bell End. Come on. Exactly. Bell End. The Bell End. That's the, the dickhead. Yeah. Never heard that before. I also love that during RuPaul, I, I've heard that before because I watch a lot of uh, uh, Big Brother UK, but mm. I love that RuPaul is just so not, <laughs> she doesn't get any of the English slang. I love that she's the host of the show. and She just does no concept of the culture. <laughs> And Michelle loves the UK so much and the culture so much that she becomes that person who already watched a movie and then makes you watch it and then watches you watch it and be like, do you, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like this movie? She's that with RuPaul regarding UK references. Yeah, she's really trying to take it on for both RuPaul and her. Um, it's, a lot, yeah. it's a lot of burden for Michelle. I wish RuPaul knew a bit more. I don't know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're hosting for our nation, I would hope you would just know a little bit more. Yeah, she should know more about Dananda because uh, her husband. Oh, she loves the Australias. Uh, she loves Australians. Yeah. And she does the Australian accent every chance, chance she gets. So you know she had to host it. Of course. She's there was no other option. She's probably having a lovely circuit party down under right now. Here we go. We're getting into the runway now, right? Uh, there's the makeup talks. Makeup talks. Who's the makeup in the mirror person? Um, first we get to Lawrence talking to... Oh, wait, we forgot. We forgot this, actually. There's a little uh, throw a throwaway to Vivian as Trump and Bega as Thatcher. True. What do we think of that? Uh, I'm not going to say we didn't need it because it's fun to see them and they're the winners and, like, they were, you know, iconic. But um, I didn't love them. I think we're just tired of Trump at this point. <laughs> we don't yeah. see him in any capacity at all, even if it's a great parody by Vivian, who did an amazing job. She just was one of the best Snatch Games ever, really. Yeah. I, I almost didn't want to see it. I was like, I don't want to see Trump. I don't want to. Yeah, agreed, 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 agreed. And then Bega, would I can see them just calling Bega at the last minute, like, Bega, we need a Thatcher. And she just threw on a wig and like, <laughs> she, did, <laughs> she, really yeah. didn't, she really did not look or act like Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, we didn't need it. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. So, okay, we're, what's happening in the makeups? We get the conversation with Lawrence and Tia talking about the comedy queens having a hard time getting Snatch. Yeah, and like Lawrence saying how like she feels like she's like the strongest one in Glasgow, so she's really got to represent. And she feels a lot of pressure on that. Right. At 23 years old, I can't believe, I don't know, these girls in the UK, they age beyond their years. Seriously. Also, people put way too much fucking pressure on them. By the way, if you get on that show, you're not representing anybody but yourself. So stop taking that on. No one is back home being like, if you don't make it to top three, we're going to burn you at the stake. Like, just fucking go there, do what you got to do. And everyone's going to love you for it. So just stop putting that pressure on yourself. I think it goes back to this really being the Olympics of drag. Uh, you know, when, when when you're competing and you're representing people and because everybody's representing something or somebody or a, a 
person of color or a background, you know, there's you're representing something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure attached to that because you're like, I'm doing this not just for me. And you recognize that when you're on the show. I mean, these girls know that. I mean, Lawrence knows she was representing for Scotland in a capacity, so she gets it. So as much as you can say, like, don't burden yourself with this, that's gonna be on your mind. It's the Olympics. It's the same way as when you complete compete in the Olympics for you know your country. Um, well, what's a country? Um, uh, um, Saudi Arabia. You know, you had to struggle to think of a country. <laughs> <laughs> Can I what's get a, a country? country? What's a country? I need to. Improv. You couldn't even say Canada. Is <laughs> <laughs> representing Saudi Arabia in the Olympics? Do they have a team? I don't know. If they do, but if you are, you know, you have to represent that properly. Here's the thing. If you're going to the Olympics, you are representing that country. But if you're going on drag race, you're representing yourself. You're an no, individual. You're not. You're representing what you stand for. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's so many queens from Toronto. So I'm not going to go in there and be like, this is for Toronto. Because <laughs> there's no, going to be eight other queens there from Toronto. Here's an example. Priyanka is representing her heritage, where she's coming from. You're representing a group of people. She's representing... Uh, people who haven't come out to their family yet. You know what I'm saying? There uh -huh. is a representation and that pressure going into the show. Yeah, but her, but not doing well in a challenge doesn't take anything away from what you're representing. It does. I What I'm saying is that I get where the pressure comes from for them. And uh, it's a lot of pressure. And it's easy to say, like, you're just representing yourself, but you're, you're really not. And I think you have to recognize that for these girls. They're representing more than just themselves. But as a competitor on the show, you have to have that mindset of like, I'm doing this for myself. Try keep the blinders on somewhat, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is don't put the pressure on yourself. Let the others put the pressure on you. That, that, that's an important thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, again, just going back to this comedians having a hard time with Snatch Game. I just, I feel like it's so strange to me because um, a, yeah. a lot of the winners of Snatch Game haven't been comedians. Uh, you just would think that they would do better at it, but I guess it's like it's impersonations. I guess you know it doesn't mean it's not. I don't. I, I don't even know how to put it into words. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like Bendela Cram won. Juice, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Jinx won. Pandora Box. Like they were all comedy queens. But yeah, it's interesting because like Snatch Game seems to now have become a moment for people who. Um, who don't see themselves as a, as a comedian to fucking let go and shine. People like Aquaria do very good. You know, just people that you would never expect to do well. I mean, yeah. like season seven was so shocking because we were all like, oh, this is a real stiff season. But then their Snatch Game was one of the best Snatch Games. Yeah, it's like one of the best ones ever. Yeah, it's so strange. So I, I, I don't know the psychology behind that, but there's something there to study. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to write a thesis about this. These people need to be studied. <laughs> All right, are we getting to the runway? Uh, yeah, we don't have to talk about Ellie getting kicked out by her dad. <laughs> I'm not laughing at her. I'm just laughing that I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I checked out sometimes. Sometimes I just check out. No, I hear you. I have to watch it twice and take, like, I have to force myself to take notes so I can actually pay attention. Yeah. Um, but I get now why she was crying about her brother. Because, like, initially when she was, I was like, so you're crying because your family is supportive? I don't understand. Didn't um, yeah, but then now it makes sense because they are supportive and not everyone has been. Her father 
had major issues with her being gay, with her being a drag queen, kicked her out of the house. And then her mother ended up being like, no, this is wrong. And then kicked the father out. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, she's of a different generation. She's one of the youngest queens on the show now. Um, yeah. It's crazy because you always think that that generation is like, you know, they're getting through the, the perils that we went through in our generations. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's still experiencing that, the same thing of like being ostracized for being a gay person by her own family. Yeah. So... There's a great show on right now on um, Amazon Prime called It's a Sin. Yeah, it's a friend about it. It is a must-watch. I just watched the first episode last night, and it is wonderful. Is it about gay people? It's about gay people in the, I want to say, I don't think it gives you a time frame, but I think it's oh. early 80s. It's at the start of the I AIDS pandemic. I heard about this. Yes, 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 yeah. I, yeah, so it's about gay people in the, in, the, in the 80s, young people in the 80s, kind of showing a different perspective on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's great. Should we get into the runway? And then they talk about, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's do it. But first let's take a break. <laughs> oh my God. I need a break to digest this Ellie, this Ellie diamond news. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break from our sponsor and we will be right back with the runway. Bang, bang, bong, bang, bang, bong, bang, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong, bing, bang, bong. I'm in my asylum, bing, bang, bong, padded walls, bing, bang, bong. That's Isn't the it? life we live now. It sounds just like a, sounds like a crazy person uh, place to say bing, bang, bong. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in that movie with uh, Angelica, and what's her name? Um, Angela, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell's her name? Are you trying to say Angelica Houston? No. Oh my God. Angela Bassett. Hold on. My brain. Okay. I have COVID. I don't have COVID brain, but my brain is on a two at all times in quarantine. Uh huh. I'm just at a constant two. I can't think of words. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly just in a weird, dreary state of like, huh? Mm hmm. What the fuck is her name? Who dated Brad Pitt? Who dated Brad Pitt? Who's married to Brad Pitt? Angelina Jolie. Jesus Christ. How? Can I not come up with that right now? Because <laughs> oh you were thinking of Angelica Houston and Angela Bassett. I see my brain is on a two. It's like Angelica. Jo- oh my God. Angelina Jolie in that movie. What's the movie called? Um, Original Sin. No, the one where she was in the, in the asylum. Packers. Oh, girl interrupted. Oh, Jesus Christ. We got there. We got there. We got there eventually. I feel like Bing Bang Bong could have fit into that movie. <laughs> Just Winona Ryder walking around singing Bing Bang Bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This is a problem. I'm really concerned for myself. I need to start doing crosswords or something. Uh, you got to start doing CrossFit. Excuse me? Start doing CrossFit. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> What do you call me? That word? That was happening. <clears throat> I mean, just made a word association. Leave me alone. I also have COVID brain. <laughs> I can't do CrossFit. People die from CrossFit. It's not good for you. Yeah, it's scary looking. It's not good for you. Also, it's like, it's the most extreme cardio. I can't do any cardio. I just, the, the most I can do is push a treadmill. Never, never mind run on a treadmill. So like cardio is not for me whatsoever. Yeah. No CrossFit in my future. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) 
Yeah. Give me those uh, shaky belly bands. You can get on Amazon where it just shakes your stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do a fucking Thigh Master. Go, go Suzanne Summers, bro. I will. Thank you. All right. Here we go. We're getting to the runway. What's the theme? CrossFit? Yeah, CrossFit Queens. No, it is um, prehistoric drag. Oh, I love it. So the judges for this are Alan Carr, Michelle Vachage, and uh, Jesse Ware. Jesse Ware, the singer and, sorry, most importantly, podcast host. I didn't know who she was. Oh, I know, I know her, I've known her as a singer. I actually can't name one of her songs. I know, I her, know now that you say that she's a singer, I, I've heard her songs. I know for sure I've heard this name before in a song. Um, her last album is kind of disco flavored and it's actually really good. Oh, cute. We all know how I feel about disco. You love it. <laughs> it's your hey, brand. Bang, I will also say that RuPaul is wearing what looks to be a H&M dress. Yeah, right? This is probably like... Actually, Michelle Vizaz actually is wearing an H&M dress. I love it. Well, I'm sure she wears all her dresses are H&M, but this is probably one of the lowest red dresses RuPaul's ever worn. I'm not reading Uh this. She looks great. Her legs look great, but this is like a cheap dress compared to what we're normally seeing RuPaul in. Right. It's surprising to me. Just like, okay, RuPaul... Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Where what happened to those expensive Zaldi gowns? They do now, I see. Hmm. I guess she couldn't take them with her to the UK. Uh oh. Somebody was left at uh, TSA. <laughs> Poor Zaldi. He's full of metal. He couldn't get through. <laughs> Zaldi. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Prehistoric drag runway. Uh, I love these kind of themes. It's super fun for me. But what do we think of these? Who's up first? First is Ahura. Ahura. And Ahura is giving us prehistoric drag. She's got, so she did like a laser, uh, what's it called? 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, of her face in this kind of bone structure. And she did the same thing for this kind of bra and panty look. Yeah. It's all in bone. Yeah. I don't understand how 3D printing works. 3D printing is just like it's, uh, it, I mean, I'm not a scientist to tell you exactly how this works, but I basically like, uh, I'm not a scientist to tell you how this works. <laughs> it basically lasers the image of, you come up with an image and then it just builds the image uh, for you, um, like stack by stack. So it just like builds from the bottom of the image all the way up. Like it's a printer, but it's 3D printing. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's the future. It's cool. You can do a lot of cool things because you can create like a lot of fashion designers use 3D printing all the time now. It's wild. It's wild. What do we think about this? Look? So she's got a huge fur uh, coat that she just bam bammed out of somebody. Then the makeup, <laughs> the makeup is actually really beautiful under this, but we can't really see it. What do you think? I think she looks fantastic. I think she's beautiful. I love the like, it looks like her rib cage is outside of her body. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, I love this. This is like, you know, it's like a it's like a Mad Max interpretation of prehistoric stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's super cute. I love the bones. I just would say like I, they made a note of like the bones covering her face so much that we can see. I would say that's mm-hmm. true. I would have I would have limited some of that a bit, but I do think it's beautiful. Yeah, I think she looks great. It's a nut. It's a prehistoric nut. It is a nut. It's a giant two by four prehistoric nut. Mm-hmm. They were by, those nuts were big back then. They were fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a prehistoric sloth? 
Um, no. They were the biggest animal to ever roam the earth. A sloth? Yeah, they were huge, like oh my God. size. Yeah, real big, bigger than elephants, huge. Whoa. Yeah, I love a prehistoric sloth. I'm going to have to look them up. I think I'm thinking of the right thing. I, I, my brain's out of two. Are you thinking of a woolly mammoth? Angelina Jolie. So here comes Chase. <laughs> Give me his prehistoric drag. She has just... Uh, yeah, she's almost giving us like a cannibal look too with the teeth. Yeah, she's going for um, uh, a, a tribal voodoo priestess. Yeah, that's it. It's like a little bit tribal too. Uh, I love this. The wig looks great with this. I love the long, like, uh, like foot long nails. She has uh-huh. those are really cool. Uh-huh. The presentation is fantastic. Presentation is a 10. And then I think the way she put it all together is a 10. It looks great. Yeah. Agreed. This is, I, what I'm realizing is this category is a bit hard because they're all kind of doing cave woman. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it's all kind of interpretations of cave woman. So I would like to see a bit more variety, I guess, in prehistoric things. And I think that's what Taste was giving us. Like nobody else would have been able to do that because yeah. it is culturally... Um, appropriate, appropriative for a white person to do that. So the other ones wouldn't be able to do that, yeah. except for maybe Tia. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think she fucking sold it. She had a great look. It was a great take on it, and good for her. That's a nut. Nut, 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 nut. Here comes sister giving us another bone mask with a giant beehive, almost Wilma uh, Wilma Flintstone ish. And uh-huh. a, a tiger, one shoulder, flappery thing with some fringe. What do you think of this one? I think it's a bit of a stretch. The hair, I don't I didn't get. Um, I think she looks good, but out of all of the ones up there, it's not giving me the most like prehistoric. I think it's kind of a mess of a, of a like it's just like a melange of different styles put together into one thing. This wig is w- weird. This wig is like, it's the, the most dicky looking hair I've ever seen. It mm-hmm. looks like, I don't, but it almost looks like a thumb. I'm like, <laughs> like she's wearing a thumb on her head. It's a cone head. And I don't understand how that goes with it. And then I don't get the fringe of it. Um, I'm going to give this a cut. Yeah, I'm going to cut it too. Also, Aquaria tweeted, shout out to Shanice for sending me this. Um, Aquaria tweeted that it seems reminiscent of her. Um, her look where she had the, the bone face. Yeah, I can see that. And she also had a leopard print, uh, thing for her, 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 her look too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, um, what's her face? Uh, a had a bone face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and a has actually reminded me a little bit more of a door. Cause she looks a lot like a door. They have the same kind of like in drag. They have the same kind of structured face, like pouty brats face. Yeah, I would say. She looked like um, Adora. I felt that too. Yeah. Yeah. And Adora did that like Hannibal Lecter look when they were doing animals. She had that mask on. And that kind of gave me that as well. Yeah. I actually really hate this look on Sister. I'm going to give it a real cut. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. Cut, 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 cut. Here comes Bimini Bamboo Lash. Bimini is giving us another. So this is great. It's, this is, so everybody's doing Cavewoman, right? Prehistoric. We got it. We got it. Bimini is taking this to an amoeba state, bacterial state. Yes. And giving us, this is actually a runway that existed. She interpreted that runway by a designer. 
and uh -huh. flexible for this. I give this a nut. It is, oh my God, it's, this bacteria is just, this nut is covered in bacteria. It needs to be Lysol. <laughs> um, she looks fucking stunning. She looks um, runway ready. She's high fashion. She's gorgeous. They said they love like, This was like, where a lot of the girls went campy with her. Like, sister was very camp. This is like high yeah. fashion. And yeah. I just love seeing that on a drugist runway, especially during a snatch game when you got to be so funny. I just like the diversity in that. Mm -hmm. Just the way she, her, the hair mixes with, and the hair is also very trendy right now, but it mixes perfectly perfectly with this. And then the, the, the blanked out contacts, the shoes, the vaginal lips of the front of this. Yeah. Everything. Everything. She oh my God. Nailed it. This one of the, my favorite looks on the season so far. Bimini. Okay, girl. Yes, we see you. We see you, Bimini. We nut you. And this is, I love when do people do unthought of concepts of like going to that bacterial state. That's great. Yeah. Good for her. Here comes Lawrence giving us a bit more of that classic camp. She's wearing mm -hmm. the tiger skin. Uh, that's it. You know, she, and she lost her teeth. Now and that's right. All those bones have just worn out her teeth. That I think to me was the best detail of this. Yes. And you might actually have found out about Lawrence is that she actually did um, a show with Wilma Fingerdew, my unofficial official drag mother. That was this weekend, right? Yes. Or this uh, week? Yeah. She, what she said was that she was actually really inspired by Wilma. And I fully see that now in watching Lawrence on the show. She gives you a lot of Wilma vibes. Wait, overall? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. She was inspired by... Oh, I thought you meant Wilma Flintstone for this look specifically. Wilma Fingerdew. Really? She was inspired by Wilma? Yeah, well, Wilma's been doing YouTube stuff for years now. And I mean, Lawrence yeah. is only 23, so I'm sure she's been watching Wilma on the YouTube. And that's what Lawrence said, was like, I've been watching you forever. I'm really inspired by you. No way. So that for me, I was like, maybe Lawrence is like my extended sister. Look at that. <laughs> I found out. I just found out. You found out. You have a like... She is your sister. Oh my god! <laughs> That's awesome to hear. But I see that now, and seeing that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I do see a lot of Wilma influences." Interesting. Yeah. Especially in this look, this is very much a Wilma look. <laughs> Wilma yeah, yeah, for sure. Is. So, but I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna say that, and then I'm gonna cut this. <laughs> Um, I love Wilma, but for me, this just isn't one of the strongest looks I've seen Lawrence do, and it's not as interpretive as she's been with her runways. It's a bit more playing in with it, what everybody else has done. So I'm going to give it a cut because it's not as inventive for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and looking across the board, I'm giving this one a cut. Also compared to to her other looks. Yeah, but I think that the garment looks beautiful on her. I just think it's like conceptually isn't standing out next to everybody else. Yes, agreed. Okay, so here comes Ellie Diamond giving us pebbles, fruity pebbles. Uh, well, we get Wilma, then we get pebbles. Mm -hmm, there she comes. And uh, she's wearing another two-piece bodysuit with fringe. She left her fucking undergarment just completely exposed. I know. What are you fucking doing? And she's a designer. Like, she, you're a seamstress. Figure that shit out. <laughs> I really don't like this for that reason. And also just like, this is just scraps of fabric 
sewn around the waist and around the top. It's again, it's a bra and panty look. She's done this just, several times now with this silhouette. Yeah, and just placed right on top of her fucking shapewear, leaving her shapewear completely exposed. I will never get over that. Yeah, it's weird for me. And then she does a beautiful makeup though. Like her face is gorgeous. Sure. <laughs> sure. Throw that bone. That. Throw her bone. <laughs> but I, I, this is one of my least favorite looks. It's a real cut. It's a real cut. It's a huge cut. Mm, um, yabba dabba do cut. Should we go back to someone that you skipped? Did I skip somebody? You did. Oh, Tia. See, I didn't even care. <laughs> yeah, the pterodactyl. That's always rough when you just you, just, you forget about somebody. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. Here comes Tia Coffee doing Terrell. Ter- what do they call her on the runway? I don't remember. Oh, it was something funny. There was this funny pun. I didn't write it down. I don't remember, but she's a pterodactyl. And she's got webbed arms. It's a real tight dress that she can kind of slinky down the, the, the runway in. She's got a pigeon hat on. <laughs> <laughs> and she says she's got like 10,000 rhinestones on this. I didn't and see one. I'm having a hard time finding. Well, the, the veins, apparently. Apparently, it's the blood veins. I don't know. I don't know. You can't see them. Okay, what do you think? <laughs> um, <sighs> Not a lot. Listen, the color is so drab. Like, it's just depressing to look at. I mean, it's a pterodactyl. I mean, well, actually, we don't actually know what a pterodactyl skin tone is. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's like you know, it's a real it's a real burlapy beige. Yeah. I, I like the concept that she was going with it. She went like with an actual dinosaur, which is what I wanted to see actually. Yeah. I, I wanted to see like they all came out as cave woman and I wanted to see more dinosaur stuff. So I like that idea. But the hat again, it is pigeony. I don't like how it sits on her head. And the the arms, I mean, there's no drama with the arms. I mean, she could have done something really cool with a wingspan, right? Uh-huh. We could have had a whole moment. Whoever did Tia's outfits for this, and this isn't shade towards them, but they just weren't up to the snuff of what Drag Race usually does. Yeah. And I feel bad for her because she probably got the same person to do all their looks and they're just not reading. And what are you going to do once you get them all done? But also, I don't think she had the eye to be like, hey, we need to fix this. Hey, this needs to be elevated. Like, I think she was like, oh, it looks great. Let's do it. Well, obviously, because she walked in with all of them. So yeah. she didn't have that either. Um, she really needed somebody to, to have an objective eye on her. Yeah, I think it was just a case of like two basic people working together. <laughs> Uh-oh, Baroness Basic Tea Party. <laughs> um, but we love her. She's funny. We love her. We love her. We hate to see these, but we love her. She shot off her figure, at least. You know, it's what they asked. Yeah. She's a great figure. Okay, we get to the runway of like yeah. the judging. So they're giving their tops and bottoms. Who's safe? Ellie's sister and who else? Is Just it? those two. Yeah. That's it. So tops are Bimini. Uh-huh. And Tates. They're the only two who are top. Weird that they only put two in the top. Interesting. And then the well, I guess they couldn't just leave one girl backstage, but that'd be fun. It would be fun. It would be fun. <laughs> her sister's just sitting back there, you know, contemplating her next devilish move. <laughs> uh, bottoms are Ahura, Tia, and Lawrence. Yeah. For me, I would have put one person safe, and that would have been Ellie. I would have put sister in the bottom and Ahura in the top. 
Yeah. I don't know. I really, I really, I, this was a weak snatch game for me, so it could have gone anyway. I mean, in, in, to be honest, there were really, really only one top for me, and it was Bimini. Yeah. So I, maybe that's why they did that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there definitely were not three top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we get some more, because this is the first time that Lawrence is in the bottom. So Lawrence is starting to beat herself up a bit and get, you know, emotional. Yeah. It's sad. Um, she's emotional because she was like, because what's her name? Rue asks her why or where she got her big personality from. And she said it was a defense mechanism from being bullied as a kid, which is something very relatable. Yeah, a lot of queer kids. A lot of queer kids and a lot of comedians particularly get their sense of humor because it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Right, it's like we and a lot of us uh, make fun of ourselves before we make fun of other people because we have to, you know, take the shots of ourselves before other people take the shots at us. So exactly, that's kind of what Lawrence has trained herself to do. So, you know, she's hard on herself, and, it, and but it also makes some great artists. And I, this is the same thing I say about Simone, where she's hard on herself. Lawrence is hard, hard on herself, and I, but I think it makes a better performer and artist when you do that. Sometimes, yeah, agreed. Right, you have to challenge yourself more than. Uh, the basic barrenesses, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, uh. Um, Rue just won't stop talking about Tia's body. She just keeps saying, you're so skinny. You're so skinny. You need to wear, you need to show your body. You're so skinny. You have a fashion body. Show us your body. Maybe she's not a fashion girl. Like, I get that you want her to try it, but like, she's camp. Let her be camp. I don't, she never said skinny. She, she says skinny. She does, she does. I don't think she says skinny. She comments on her body a lot. She comments on her body, but she never said you're skinny. Like, that's not a, what she says. She says she has a very proportional, like, model body, um, similar to RuPaul's. And they do. Like, they're both very tall uh, drag queens with that kind of proportional body. So I think RuPaul's just giving her two cents in terms of, like, this is what I have done. And I appreciate that from RuPaul. When RuPaul's doing that to Judy Lemon, I feel a bit differently <laughs> because they're two different body shapes, two different personalities. With Tia, I get it a bit more, but... See, I got it more the other way because with Ginny, it was like, hey, why don't you try being sexy? Like, it was more... It was less about her body and more about, like, how she presents herself. I think with Tia, she keeps harping on the frame of her body, but, like, yeah, Tia's skinny, but she doesn't have a fashion-y bone in her body. Like, she is awkward. She's lanky. There's no way she can wear a fucking like couture garment and be able to sell it because that's not not who she is she absolutely could are you kidding she absolutely i don't think she could i I don't think one thousand percent disagree and think she could and rupaul sees that and says like why don't you do that (laughs) because these looks that she's bringing just are are wearing her and she's not wearing them and i think that's what she's getting at with this is like you want we see this campiness but you can do those in a fashionable way too what you're doing right now is just kind of costing me and it's wearing you and that was the same with the, the ice cream look it was wearing her, it was costing me, and it wasn't fitting. It's, it's the same with this look, where it's like, it's fitting to her body, but it's still wearing you, like you're not owning this. See, what you're saying makes way more sense than the way Rue says it. Well, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> she said what she said, and that's what I heard. Uh-huh. So the lady said what she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Tia, uh, but I, I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for her because when she won that lip sync against Estina, I was like, oh my God, this girl could go to the top. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, just it hasn't happened. It hasn't clicked. And I, it made me angry because I was like, 
really rooting for her for her after that moment. And, now, and especially after having seven months off. Well, I think she was I think she was on the trajectory of doing that when they were filming. And then once you get that time off, you're kind of starting all over again. So I feel like she lost her trajectory in that. I would have been interested to see if they had continued filming. I think she would have done better, TBH, in my opinion. But not with the runways. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so okay. I mean, so- <laughs> If she's coming back with this stuff after having time off, I like what what did it look like before? Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. I don't want to imagine. Let's just oh, yeah. okay. So, anything happened in the Antarctic area? Uh, no. No, everyone's just kind of sad about being in the bottom. Yeah, everybody's pretty much in the bottom for this. <laughs> My yeah. husband, Bimini, who's sitting there, is a very happy bacteria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a vegan bacteria, babes. You're right, babes. You're right, babes. Um, I'm doing good. You okay? And this bacteria deserves to be happy because she's the winner. She's the winner. She was a clear winner for me. There was no contest. And then the runway just nailed it even further. She could have had the shittiest runway, to be honest. <laughs> like, her snatching yeah. was so strong that she was going to win regardless. But this, yeah. this look was even the best out of the runways. She's really put herself as a front runner. For sure. And that's and that's exciting because I never saw Bimini coming. I didn't see her coming. She was in the bottom the first week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people like Tace, I think, are still up there. But, like, Tace has got to pick up her game a bit more. Same with Lawrence a little bit. You know, Bimini is coming for you, girls. Yeah. Like, Tace has been in a winning group, but she's never won on her own. Right, right. But I do love my Tace still. I do. Yeah. Okay, so the bottoms are Lawrence and Tia, and they are lip-syncing what? Oh my God, they're lip syncing to not a Jesse Ware song, much to Jesse's chagrin, <laughs> who's sitting right there. Um, they are lip syncing to my favorite early 90s, late 80s pop star, Kathy Griffin, with what? the song Touch Me. You say Kathy Griffin? Sorry, not Kathy Griffin. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Kathy Dennis. <laughs> oh Got Kathy on the brain. This is our brains at two, I swear to God. <laughs> Seriously. No, <laughs> Kathy Dennis, touch me all night long. Touch me, touch me, touch me, touch me. Those are almost the lyrics, yeah. Um, all night long. Me and Marco love this song. I think I've done Kathy Dennis songs at our viewing party. She wrote, a lot of people are like, what is this song? Kath, you paid you paid fucking respect on Kathy Dennis. She wrote Toxic. She wrote Can't Get You Out of My Head for Kylie Minogue. She's a brilliant pop um, banger. There you go. You've just been educated. I think yeah. that there's been a lot of like throwback 80s songs. And I think a lot of people are like, where's the, where's the Dua Lipa? Like, where's the present UK songs? They're doing a lot. Of they throwbacks. did a Dua Lipa song. I know, but there's been a lot of throwbacks, which I enjoy. I enjoy. But I'm, that's where people in my video are coming from. Well, that was the heyday of like, like British pop in the 80s. British rock in the 80s was like, it it was the moment it was like what everybody wanted to be yeah yeah that's right i can't wait for the the drag race down under for all the kylie minogue (laughs) yeah (laughs) be a lot of kylie and then uh every three few weeks they throw in a danny minogue song i love danny minogue too Mm -hmm. okay so they are doing the song what do we think here's my first impression these two remind me of my friends in high school and this this, like whole lip sync remind me of like our pe class 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> these are the people that i would hang out with were like t and lawrence the funny people and like, yeah. just, this is just us doing pe <laughs> <laughs> everyone's throwing a ball around running around the track and you guys are just in the corner being like oh me baby no, they're just, me they're just crazy. Spinning, we're just spinning in circles and like trying to keep up with people <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny yeah so what did you think I think they, I think they did a good job. Um, I think Lawrence did a, a surprisingly good job for someone who's not a dancer. She did the classic like disco arm, disco disco arm, throw it back with the leg and turn around. She did that move. Um, she is a performer, listen. though. Listen, you may yeah. not be able to do dance moves, whatever that even means, but you know how to perform and you know how to like sell sell something. She could sell something. Yeah, but for someone who like cried a lot during the performance challenges. Um, she fucking killed it. I'm t- I don't want these girls to do that move where they drop to the floor on their knees. Like, you're gonna hurt your knees. Don't do that. Well, For some reason, Rue is impressed by it. Well, you need some levels. You do, but dropping to your knees that forcefully, that can't be good. Well, you know, I think she had some knee pads on or something. So she dropped and she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> Tia's done that move twice before, too. I'm just, I don't want to see it. It's kind of funny because it's the girls that are like, I can't do the split. So what am I going to do? Throw myself on the ground. It's what they do. Yes. It's the people <laughs> who can't do the splits. That's what they do. Listen, I've, listen, I've done that myself. <laughs> yeah. no shame, baby. Do your thing. <laughs> Rue gives them the exact same reaction she does when someone does a basic split. She goes, wow. I love that when uh, Tia has to pull her whole dress up so she can move her arms. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Teal's one of those girls that just does like the, the wiggly arms. Yeah. Yeah. I love her wiggly arms. So, um, the, and, you know, this was, I actually enjoyed watching Lawrence. This is my third time seeing Tia, and I didn't see anything new from Tia. So it's kind of, we've kind of seen what we've seen from her. But yeah, for sure. I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Lawrence lip sync and just getting to see her, the passion, the passion of, Lo- of the Lawrence. Yeah, it was there. You know, we haven't said once this episode, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. I haven't said that once. What's happening to us? Mm, we're growing. We're growing as people. Growing. So who was the winner? Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. Against tea and coffee. And uh, that made sense to me? Made sense to you? Yeah, completely. So Tia is bidding adieu, which is too bad. Because again, I was a big fan of Tia. And I was really rooting for her after that third lip sync. So I just was like, you know, I really, I really thought she could have did something incredible. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but we got a lot out of her. Like we saw a lot of Tia and I'm very grateful for that. Um, she has a great exit line, which is, I guess, Rue ordered her coffee to go. I love that. She had that in her bag waiting. <laughs> and then when Rue eliminates her and she goes, are you sure? <laughs> Positive. Are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then that's it. That is it. So Lawrence uh, is safe to s- stay another day. Bimini gets a badge. So we're at three Lawrence, two Bimini, two one a horror, one taste. That's the stats. That's the Olympic score sheet right there. Hello. I'm counting in my head. I thought I lost you. Who won week two? Oh, Veronica. Veronica and Estina both went home. so Right, so there's two badges. people gone home with badges. Cool. Yeah. Well, and they also mentioned this episode, couldn't Veronica, like, give me her badge? 
Yeah, that's right. I wonder if that would, no, you can't do that. The, the, the badges don't add up. Uh, who cares about these badges? Yeah, also, you want your badge? Keep your badge. Yeah, keep your badge. Bring it on. She's going to bring that on for season three. Oh, yeah. Maybe she'll dress up as a badge when she walks into the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is this week's episode. I have to say, I was a, dis- a bit disappointed in the Snatch Game. It happens. It happens. I still it happens every now and then. I love this season, though. I still love this season. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's that. But you know what? We're going to get another Snatch Game with Drag Race US next week. We... So we're not going to snatch games out real fast. I'm having, oh God, didn't know I was pregnant. And here I am at our Octomom. <laughs> you know, they're also filming, um, they're casting Holland right now. Of course they are. They're casting all of them. Uh, New, yeah. Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand, France, Belgium, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Whatever happened with the Germany one with Heidi Klum? Um, oh, I don't know. It turned into top model. It always does. It always just transcend the time. <laughs> That's that. All right. So thank you for listening to this podcast, Squirrels. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram, Squirrel Talk Podcast. Check out the sonarnetwork.com for all the other podcasts they have available and to listen to our podcast. And uh, give us a like, a subscribe, a rate, a review if you enjoyed this. It helps us out because we are just drag queens living in this material world and we want to be material squirrels. And thank you, Selena. Hey, thank you. Hey, no problem. I'm getting paid nothing for this. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> our sponsors. That's right. All right, we'll see you next week for more RuPaul's Drag Race UK on Mondays here on the Sonar Network. Bye, squirrels. Goodbye now. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.